0: Have you ever wondered what exactly pornography is and why it's even a big deal? Hi, and welcome to Tween Talk for Latter-day Saints, your questions and clear answers. I'm Tiffany Thomas, and I'm here to help guide you through gospel topics in a way that makes sense to you. It's easy to feel lost when there are so many different voices out there telling you right from wrong. It can be hard to know what to do when you have questions. We're going to take the common gospel questions that you as teens and tweens have and answer the why, what, and how about them. We'll go into the doctrines and principles so you can figure out how to apply them to your own life. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you listen to the first four podcasts in order first, or you'll miss out on a lot and be a little lost. And if you need something to draw or sketch during this podcast while you're listening, I've got some coloring pages on my website, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast. You can also find the references and transcript for this podcast there. And then you can find me, Tiffany, on Instagram and Facebook as Saving Talents or on TikTok as Tween Talk LDS. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. All right. Before we... Even start today's podcast, I need to make sure of something. Did you listen to last podcast about the law of chastity? If not, I need you to stop and go back and listen to it first before we talk about pornography. We're actually going to refer back to a lot of what we talked about last time, and it's not going to make much sense if you've skipped it. After all, pornography is one part of the law of chastity. We went a lot into the why of the law of chastity last week. Why did God say that sexual relations are only between a man and a woman who are married? The principle or the what we are supposed to do is the law of chastity. And we talked a bit about the applications, the how we should keep the law of chastity. Pornography is part of the what, the doctrines, and the how, the applications. As we talked about last week, it's just like we talked about last time. Chastity is sexual purity. It is being morally clean, not only in your actions, but also in your words and your thoughts. As we read in Matthew chapter five, verse 27 through 28, Jesus Christ himself taught, ye have heard that it was said by them in old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So clearly the law of chastity is more than just our actions and what we do with our bodies. It's about what we do with our thoughts and emotions. The Strength of Youth pamphlet says before marriage, Do not do anything to arouse the powerful emotions that must be expressed only in marriage. The sole purpose of pornography is to arouse those emotions. And it's addicting. I know some of you are young, but every single one of you is going to encounter pornography at some point in your lives. Many of you probably already have whether it's from a friend or a magazine catalog or an ad that pops up while you're using the internet or something else, you're going to run into it and you have to be on your guard. So in order to do that, we need to know exactly what pornography is. Pornography is any material depicting or describing the human body or sexual conduct in a way that arouses sexual feelings. A lot of times we think of pornography as just people sneaking onto really bad websites on the internet or looking at magazines full of pictures of naked people. But in reality, pornography is a lot more and it's everywhere. Parents, I hope you're listening to this and you need to realize that according to the website, Fight the New Drug, 84% of males and 57% of females who are aged 14 through 18 have viewed pornography. And the majority of those kids were exposed to pornography before the age of 13. So that's why we're talking about this now. If you're watching a movie and there's a scene that shows two people having sex, that's pornography. If you see a picture of someone wearing little or no clothing, that's pornography. Reading a book that talks about the characters having sex, that's pornography. If someone texts you a picture of themselves or someone else wearing little or no clothing, that is pornography. And if that person is a teen or a tween, that's actually child pornography. And both the sender and the receiver can get into trouble with the law. A study in 2020 showed that 22 percent of boys, that's more than one in every five boys who are ages 9 through 12, believe their friends are at least sharing nude or naked pictures of other kids 21% of those kids agree that it's normal for people their age to share nude pictures with each other. And twice as many kids ages nine through 12 have sent nude photos of themselves in 2020 than they did in 2019. And the fallout from that is catastrophic. The links to these facts and so many more can be found up on the blog, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast, and parents, you can go there to get some more information. Specifically, there's a link to a manual that the church has put out for parents on how to help their children understand pornography. And that shows that I'm not the only one who thinks that this is a big problem for kids your age. The church came out with a fantastic video called What Should I Do When I See Pornography? And the video is acted by kids your age, and it's for kids your age. I just showed it to my eight-year-old daughter last week. The world wants you to think that because sexual feelings and desires are natural, that it's okay to encourage those thoughts and feelings outside of marriage. That is one of the biggest lies that Satan uses to trick people. In reality, pornography is very addicting and extremely harmful. The biggest reason why it's so harmful is that most of the time it's not real. Pornography shows images and stories and videos that are false relationships. In pornography, a lot of the time people are shown as objects rather than real people with thoughts and emotions. And the types of relationships and people that are shown in pornography are not real. A lot of pornography shows abuse, violence, or degrading acts as being normal and desirable. Remember last time we talked about the entire purpose of sex isn't to have kids, but it's to bring a husband and wife closer together. When people your age look at pornography of any kind, it starts to give you ideas and expectations that that's what sex is really like. And it couldn't be more wrong. And even worse, pornography is addicting. So not only are you messing up your future relationship with your spouse because you're going to have the wrong ideas about sex, You're creating very, very real changes in your brain that's still being developed. Let's talk a little bit about how the brain works. I know this is a podcast about the gospel, but God created science, and we're going to use science to help us understand. Deep inside your brain, there's something called the reward center. Every single person and animal has one. The reward center's job. The job of the reward center is to release a pleasure chemical in our brain that's called dopamine. Dopamine gets released as a response to behaviors that we perceive as positive, like working out, eating good food, or even getting a hug from someone we love. When someone uses an addictive drug, that drug uses the same dopamine process and your brain gets flooded with feelings of pleasure and positive reinforcement. And then your brain starts rewiring itself. It thinks that the behavior you did was good because you got dopamine. And so then your body wants to seek out and experience those feelings again. Eventually, your brain becomes unable to produce dopamine without that trigger, without that drug, and that is how addiction is formed. Do you know what else sparks that same process? Pornography. When you look at pornography and your sexual feelings start to become aroused, your pleasure center in the brain begins to release dopamine. In turn, the brain begins to rewire itself, so it wants to seek out pornography more. And what's worse is the more you do it, the more dopamine that's released and the more rewiring that happens. You see the danger? It's a downward spiral. But that's not the only thing that makes pornography dangerous. Pornography escalates. So what does that mean? Well, if we're talking about exercise, for example, as causing dopamine in healthy ways, then going for a one mile jog a few days a week can be enough to keep your brain fit and happy. Each time you go for a jog, your brain gives the same level of dopamine and it lasts a while. You don't need to keep going farther and farther distances. The mile feels good no matter how many times you do it but addictive substances like alcohol or pain medication or tobacco have what's called escalation. It means that your body quickly becomes used to that thing and no longer gives the same level of dopamine. So if you were so, try that again. So if you were smoking one cigarette, pretty soon you'll need two cigarettes to get the same level of dopamine and then three, and then four, and then five. The amount you need to get the same level of dopamine just gets higher and higher. So not only do you have to do it, you have to do more of it. The amount you need escalates, and pornography also escalates. People become numb to pornography. They have to seek out more or even harder pornography. They aren't just happy with just one picture anymore. They want a video or two videos or three videos. Just like with addictive substances, your brain becomes desensitized to pornography. And since pornography often shows you things that aren't real, like the way people behave or how they look, it means when you go to get married and have sex with your partner, you won't be happy with your spouse and having sex with them which completely destroys the first and most important part about sex. Bonding with your spouse together in a way that you don't bond with anyone else. And with your brain so desensitized, it spills over into other parts of your life. Pretty soon, you won't be able to feel the Holy Ghost. Not only because of the wrong choices you're making, but because your brain doesn't want to focus on anything else. It's just seeking out ways to get dopamine. And remember those flow charts that we created in the pre-earth life? When you go to make a decision, your point of view becomes completely skewed by the addiction in your brain. And then once the dopamine high wears off, the feelings of guilt and shame become overwhelming. And Satan will tell you that you'll never be good enough and that you're a terrible person and you're a sinner. And so what do you do? You want to feel better. But now, the only way your brain can feel good in the pleasure center is with pornography because you're so desensitized to everything else. So you go look at more pornography to try to feel better. And around and around it goes. And you spiral down and down in a cycle that is so, so hard to break. I know, but I know that it. Is possible to break, but it is pretty much impossible to do on your own. If you've been watching pornography, you'll need help. The sooner you talk to someone and get that help, the better. If you've been watching pornography or involved in it in any way, whether you've been sending text messages that have nude pictures or whether you've been watching videos, The one thing that will help is probably the hardest thing to do, and that's to tell a trusted adult, your parents or the bishop or your young men or young women's leaders. So many kids and so many adults who are involved in pornography tell themselves that they'll quit on their own first, and then they'll tell someone to start repenting. But that's just Satan trying to keep you from doing the right thing. He knows how impossible it is that you'll be able to stop on your own. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, you know, the apostle, gave a great speech called The Plague of Pornography at the Utah Coalition Against Pornography keynote address. He said, Let me offer a modest little formula that I have used in counseling over the years. Hold fast. F-A-S-T. Fast is for flee. Leave the scene of the crime. Get away from the temptation. Put distance between yourself and the problem in any way possible. Like Joseph of Egypt in the presence of Potiphar's wife, I say just run. A is for ask. Too many people do not ask for help. Initially, anyone who is trustworthy can be asked to help. A parent, a spouse, a friend, a church leader, a counselor, a physician, and so on. Above all, ask God for help, pleading for the mercy and grace of the Almighty to knock you, to aid you in this difficult task. I would ask and ask until my throat was hoarse and I would knock and knock until my knuckles were bloody. S is for strive. Pornography is not a simple problem and will not be overcome easily. It will take work, but I believe virtually every problem in life will ultimately yield to persistent effort aided by divine assistance. It may take days It may take years, it may take a lifetime, but I believe in the reward for persistent effort. And T is for triumph. I know people can win this war. I have seen them do it. You have to believe. You need to have and keep that hope always to believe you can be victorious in this battle and that you can conquer this implacable foe. That was a fantastic breakdown of Elder Holland's. I'm hoping though that most of you will only ever need to use that first part, the F, flee. In today's world of smartphones and internet, it's almost inevitable that you guys are going to see pornography. Whether someone texts you a picture of someone else at school without clothes, or you accidentally go to the wrong website, Or even just at the mall seeing billboards and ads with people wearing very revealing clothing. You're going to see it. So decide now what you're going to do. Just like Joseph in Egypt, as Elder Holland said, flee. And then replace those thoughts with something good. Sing a primary song, read your scriptures, listen to uplifting music, say a prayer and talk to your parents or another trusted adult every single time. When you see pornography, call it what it is. Just like people hated saying the name Voldemort, but Dumbledore challenged them and said, always use the proper name for things, Harry. Fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself. Don't be afraid of being offensive. If a friend shows something to you, You say, that's pornography, and I don't want to see anything like that again. Please don't show it to me or send it to me, and you shouldn't be looking at it either. And then turn it off, turn away, delete the text, whatever, and then go tell your parent. If you make a habit, a commitment of telling someone every single time you see pornography, then you'll greatly lower the chance that you'll go back and look at it again. Guys, it's normal to be curious. We talked about this last time. The feelings of arousal and sexual desire are healthy and normal. God created them so that they would be strong so that they could create a bond between you and your spouse. But it's about the timing. And it's okay to be normal. And it's okay to wonder, and it's okay to be curious. You may want to know what someone looks like without clothes on, or you want to see what all the big deal is about. Talk to your parents or a trusted adult about those feelings of curiosity. They can help answer your questions in healthy ways. But don't go exploring and give in to the curiosity on your own. Satan is trying to trick you. And in the meantime, keep your spiritual armor strong. Be reading your scriptures and saying your prayers and going to church and keeping your covenants that you made at baptism. And you parents who are listening, please talk to your kids about this. I've got some great links up on the blog. Like I said, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast, and then the notes for this week's episode. And those resources will help you walk through it. I know that this is a really uncomfortable topic for a lot of you, but knowledge is your greatest weapon against it. And you kids that are listening, you tweens and maybe you teens, please ask your parents or another trusted adult to help you. Whether or not you have a pornography addiction, I know you're going to start feeling those feelings. And I know you're going to have questions and you're going to be curious. And even if you don't think that you'll ever want to do that, go ahead and work with them to put a plan in place now. Having a plan about what you're going to do when you counter pornography is the best way to keep from being addicted. And a pornography addictions can take years, if not decades, or even a lifetime to fully recover from. I know that it's possible. It is so hard to go through the repentance process about pornography, but it is possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And if that's something that you're struggling with, go back and listen to episode two of this podcast series when we talked about the atonement. And work, guys. And guys, just work on keeping your thoughts clean. Even if you don't actually look up pornography, thinking about what you've seen or what Im- thinking about what you've seen or fantasizing in your imagination isn't good either. If you let your thoughts linger on things that bring up sexual feelings and arousal, that's also a violation of the law of chastity. You probably remember in come follow me, we've been talking about King David. You know, David and Goliath. He was such an amazing prophet and king, but then he saw a woman without her clothes on and she wasn't his wife and he didn't stop thinking about her. He kept thinking and kept thinking and kept imagining and fantasizing until he brought her to his castle and had sex with her, even though they weren't married and she was married to someone else. And then even worse, she got pregnant. And so to hide everything... King David sent away the husband to be killed in battle. He became a murderer. He went from the faithful boy who slew Goliath to a murderer who was hiding his sexual sin. All because he wouldn't stop thinking about what someone looked like without their clothes on. So please work on keeping your thoughts clean until you're married Sexual feelings and thoughts and desires are natural. You aren't doing anything wrong when they come up and you feel them. They're not good or bad on their own. It's just about the timing. After you're married, you can think about your set. You can think about your spouse and have desires for them and enjoy sex. But before you're married... Use your mind and willpower to keep control over the natural man. So please come up with a plan for what you're going to do when you see pornography. Write it down. Commit now before some of you are even having those changes happen in your body or even feeling those desires or have seen anything pornographic. Decide now what you'll do. And if you have already, decide what you're going to do moving forward and if you've already crossed the line you can repent now and com- you can repent and commit now on what to do because it's about proving to God that we're trustworthy right it's about being valiant in our testimonies it's about showing God that you want to do his will and follow his commandments and his desires of you rather than your own natural desires taking over. All right. Next time, we're going to keep talking about the law of chastity for the next few episodes, actually. Next time, we'll cover modesty. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Cover modesty. <laughs> and this podcast is actually going to be for both girls and boys. So I hope to see all of you next week. And in the meantime set your plan for pornography, and talk with a trusted adult. I'll see y'all then. Thanks for joining me this week on Tween Talk for Latter-day Saints. I hope today's podcast helped you learn the what and why of the gospel questions so that you can figure out the how for yourself. If you have any gospel questions you want me to help answer, then just go on over to my website, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast, and submit your question. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Saving Talents or on TikTok as Tween Talk LDS. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Thomas giving you clear answers to your gospel questions. Keep praying, and I'll see y'all later.